Happy to have with us today on Matchpoint Canada, the tournament director of the National Bank Open, presented by Rogers, Carl Hale. Carl, it's good, Carl, it's good to see you again, and uh, thanks for coming back on the podcast to talk about the exciting event that uh, you've got planned for this year. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, super excited to be here, and we have a, a re- really great event upon us, so uh, glad to talk about it. It's uh, the best time of the year for Canadian tennis fans, for sure, and the first time in a few years that we're back to normal here for the upcoming tournament. After all we've been through, you must be feeling uh, pretty darn good about things uh, ready to kick off here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really amazing that we're here, uh, especially since we've been through so much with the pandemic and all of the different things, and we have an incredible player field. I just picked up uh, Serene and Venus from Nerdford, and I was just talking to Iga and Kvitova, who are practicing, so really excited to see tennis back in Canada and uh, the Canadians Bianca back as our defending champion and Layla hopefully she's really healthy and ready to go on Monday well let's talk about Serena and Venus to start with I saw that post you put on Instagram a big grin ear to ear from you and and why not it's been such a rare thing to have the two legends playing and healthy and ready to go in in singles competition Uh, when did you find out that the two of them would be coming and and how huge of an impact is their presence going to make on the tournament this year well, the, the first uh, part of your question is, you know, nobody knew that they were going to come back and play six weeks ago. Um, it was kind of, I was at the French Open, which I usually don't go to, and I saw her agent, and uh, we were talking, and she said, oh, you know, she, yeah, I might see you at Wimbledon. And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, well, you, we might be playing. And uh, so then that piqued our interest of like, okay, um, let's see what we can do here. And uh, I spoke to them and said, you know, they love Toronto. Serena spent a lot of time outside of the tournament in Toronto. So I knew we had a really good shot at landing her. Um, and then they confirmed with us. And then I sent a note to Venus saying, hey, your sister's playing. Why don't you join us? And she's <laughs> like, sure. Okay. So uh, that's how it kind of came about. And uh, they've made a tremendous difference to our tournament because you know, they're fan favorites, they're, they're global icons that transcend sport. You know, there's a very good chance this is the last time we'll see them in Toronto. Um, and the fans are, are showing that by, you know, buying tickets to, to come and see them. So very, very excited to have them here and uh, probably close out their careers in Toronto here. And I guess you're pretty happy you made that trip over to Paris for the French Open to have that conversation with Serena's agent. Yeah, you know, people ask, you know, uh, often, you know, what happens when you travel to these meetings? And it's 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 usually not the meetings themselves that are important. It's what happens outside of the meetings. Like these type of things happen often, you know, with with the players and their agents and uh, and things they they need or require or changes in schedules. So, uh, yeah, really glad that this one worked out in our favor. And uh, the only players we don't have here are Everett and Navratilova. And uh, if our wild cards weren't full, maybe they <laughs> I bet you they could both put on a pretty good show still uh, today, uh, in fact. Yeah. Um, hey, you mentioned a couple of our Canadian players earlier, so maybe you can enlighten us a little bit before the, the qualifying weekend starts here, the main draw starts. What, what's the news on, on Bianca? How's she feeling? That that back last week kind of raised a few eyebrows in San Jose. And and what have you heard about Leila Annie Fernandez and her foot injury that she sustained in Paris? Um, are the two of them looking ready to go this week? Yeah, I think the, the short answer is they're both looking ready to go. 
Um, obviously, Bianca had a bit of a setback uh, this week in uh, San Jose, but I don't think it's a major injury. It's it's a it's a minor injury, so she should be healthy to play on Tuesday night. And uh, Layla is getting better day by day. Um, so that's good news and she's ready to play. You know, she probably won't be a hundred percent healthy, but a Layla that's 80, 90% healthy is really, really good. So, uh, you know, hopefully she gets a favorable draw that'll kind of help her. And, you know, once she's in the tournament, as you saw with Bianca in 2019, you never know what'll happen. Yeah. And here we are now three years. I can't believe it's been three years actually since that, that summer, that epic summer for Bianca and, and how far Layla's come in that time too, to really cement herself now as the Canadian number one. We've got such a great group of Canadian players. Rebecca Marino's here, obviously as well. Gabby Dabrowski, who will be looking to defend her title from uh, Montreal last year. I, I wanted to ask you off the cuff here about uh, Jeannie Bouchard, any news on her and how close she's getting? Cause I see some practice videos, um, but obviously hasn't made her return to competition quite yet. Yeah, I mean, she she was going to come uh, and just do some off-site uh, things for us during the tournament, you know, but the good news is that she declined because she wants to train. Um, the, the biggest issue she was having was serving, but as you can see on her Instagram, she's starting to serve now. So I think uh, she's hoping to get back on court by the end of August, you know, in maybe the U.S. Open qualies or or I don't, you know, something around there. Um, so hopefully we'll see her back on the court and be great to have another Canadian top Canadian playing. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for the insight on, on her as well then. And, uh, just to switch over to you personally for a moment, how many years now have you been at the helm of the tournament? My first one was back in 2008 and I know you were doing it then. So it's been a few yeah. years now, but what are the biggest changes you've seen during your time over the years as tournament director, um, here in Toronto? Well, you know, like our facility this year is the biggest one-year change uh, in our facility's history outside of the new stadium. So we've really improved the on-site food and beverage experience, the whole opening of the grounds for the fans. So it feels more accessible and freer. And also we have a new sports science center for the players in the basement of, of the facility near their locker room that they can do pre-match warm-ups, cool-downs, quiet rooms, those sort of things. So all of the facilities around the world you know, as you see with every sport, they're continually improving to keep up the standard of, of you know, the competition. Um, as far as, you know, the tournament growing, you know, I looked at it yesterday, actually. Ticket sales is that, you know, this will be our best tournament ever, women's tournament ever. So ticket sales continue to grow. And as we move forward, you know, into a, you know, 12-day event in the future, um, it bodes well for Tennis in Canada. And uh, and how many years now for you? What is this number? I think I think I started in like 200 BC. Uh, <laughs> so so it's no, been a few. Yeah, I've I've been doing this since I think 2006. So it's been a long time, but it's been a great experience, great relationship with the players, and you know I'm just really excited. I thought 2019 was our best tournament, men or women, but I think this year will be our best tournament, men or women, because of our player field. Yeah, love it. Love to hear that. And uh, and how big is it for those who aren't as familiar with, you know, funding of Canadian tennis? How important is it to have this event back at full capacity with the grounds open for spectators, you know, wherever they choose to go to catch the action, you know, for tennis in our country, uh, for player development, uh, all that kind of stuff? I mean, it's really important for the growth of our sport. Over 80 percent of our revenue comes 
um, from this event for our sport in Canada. You know, all of the development wild cards and the qualifyings and main draws go, you know, primarily to Canadians that helps them develop their game. And, you know, all of them started from qualifying wild cards and got some experience and developed some confidence from this event. And just for the fans, you know, this is where fans get inspired and come to see the best athletes in the world, you know, in their respective sport of tennis. So it, it's really important for for Canadian tennis on all of those levels, community tennis, et cetera, but also globally, you know, we do over 150 million viewers worldwide. So it's the largest one week tournament in the world, which people don't realize. Um, so not no, only nationally, but globally, it's a really important event. It's always been sort of like Christmas time for me, my favorite time of the year. And uh, I'm bringing my kids and my wife out this weekend for the family day activities, which are fantastic and free, by the way, for those who are listening who aren't familiar. Um, you're going to be busy all week long, no doubt. Um, but if you do have some downtime and you get to catch any matches, who may be outside of the, the big names we've already mentioned or some players that you'd recommend or that you'd like to watch play this week? Well, uh, you know, I, the, the answer to that is that I think this year, you know, a lot of the well-known players, the Simona Halep's, the Serena Venus Williams, Naomi Osaka's, et cetera, are, are seated either really low, like 16, which is Simona, or not seated at all. So there's going to be some really interesting draws with those players drawing, you know, 9 through 16 seeds um, or each other in the first round. So we've never had that before. Um, where we have so many, you know, exciting players that are going to be playing first round matches against each other. So the draw tonight, uh, Friday night at five o'clock is going to be the most exciting draw we've ever had. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Looking forward to some fireworks in those early round matches. Yeah. Uh, the, anything else you want to add? Yeah. Other players, uh, Mboko is a really exciting prospect that, you know, a lot of people haven't heard about. And she's playing in the qualifying um this weekend so if you want to watch an up-and-coming star really delightful kid great parents um she won a twenty-five thousand a couple weeks ago in uh, saskatoon she's only 16 i believe um so she's a really exciting canadian prospect who i can guarantee will be in the top 20 in in a few years just what other countries want to hear more canadian tennis players coming up the uh, the pipeline here exactly Hey, Carl, thanks so much for taking the time. I know you're a busy man this week, and uh, thanks for all you do for the tournament at Growing the Sport in, in Canada. Looking forward to seeing you around the grounds, and uh, enjoy it as much as you can. Thanks for having me, and see everybody at the tournament this week.